Welcome to Main Menu for Friday, June 19th, 2015. I'm your host, David Tanner, here on Main Menu, and we are very glad to have you with us here today on Main Menu. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back. We are certainly glad to have you with us again this week on Main Menu. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard, and we hope you get a lot of interesting and valuable information out of today's show, and that you'll come back and be with us again in the future. Well, as I told you last week this week we would try to have a windows 10 special and we are going to do two segments on windows 10 i have some other material on windows 10 that we are not going to get presented this week because it was going to take too much time to add add all of that in with what we have and i kind of wanted to do the two things we are doing this week first and give you kind of an overview of things and then get into maybe a few more specifics on Windows 10 and do a little working around with some of the things in Windows 10. So we are going to start out today with a introduction to Narrator in Windows 10. There have been a number of things added and there is quite a bit that you can do with Narrator in Windows 10. There are now commands that will let you use a spreadsheet and uh, a whole lot of other things that you really couldn't do all that well with Narrator before. And I think you're going to find it very interesting and uh, there's really even some things that I was even surprised to see in Narrator this time around and very pleasantly surprised and I think you will be too. Then after the introduction to Narrator which includes a listing of all of the uh, available commands for Narrator 10, all the reading commands, then we're going to get into looking at the Windows 10 desktop, the start menus, and then we're going to also look at a little bit at doing the Windows search in Windows 10 and see how that is the same or different to what you experienced in Windows 7 and Windows 8 and 8.1. Coming up in the next weeks, we'll be looking at things like what's the same and what's changed with File Explorer and settings which replaced the old what we have known for years on end as Control Panel. And we'll look at a number of things that have changed somewhat in there and uh, a number of other things. But we have instead for the last two parts of the show today we're going to have david woodbridge doing another of the very interesting segments on apple watch and Dave's going to be talking to us about and showing us the the calendar in Apple Watch, and then he will show us how to send and receive email uh, with our Apple Watch. And so those want to be very interested, and those of you who are, again, thinking about getting an Apple Watch and don't have one yet, these are to uh, give you lots more good information. I know they were interesting for me to listen to and find out how all that works, and... Uh, 
those of you who already have a watch, then hopefully the information that David gives you here may be interesting information or information that you will be very glad to have. Okay, then let's see. We had a couple of interesting things happen this week in the assistive technology field. One of them was the release of NVDA 2015 Release 2, and this new release came out on the 15th of June, and among the features of the new version are the ability to easily now read and and write uh, math expressions and be able to read them and understand what's going on with those. One of the other big things is now it is possible to read sentences uh, one at a time in Word 2013, and I've experimented with it a little bit. It even works in Word 2016 preview, uh, which is quite exciting, and I'm very excited to be seeing all of the accessibility that's already available in the preview of the upcoming Windows Office 2016 that will release in October of this year, Microsoft says. And we'll see a little bit of that demo today and, and part of what we're covering today in Windows 10, actually. And the other thing that I think is a pretty big thing is that this new release of NVDA 2015 Release 2 it recognizes Windows 10 and does quite a good job with Windows 10. It doesn't it doesn't get everything. There are still some things missing, but they are working on those things. And it sounds very much like to me from reading their mailing lists, I would guess that by the time Windows 10 comes out at the end of July, NVDA is going to be very close to supporting just about everything in Windows 10. Let's go ahead now and we'll get into these segments here right away. I do want to mention to you that there are a couple of places where I'm talking to you about Office 2016 in the... Uh part of the presentation and I accidentally say Windows 2016 sorry for doing that but uh, you I think will understand when I say 2016 I'm actually talking about Office 2016 alright let's get into that you have a great week and we'll see you back here next week on Main Menu for some more coverage on Windows 10 and hopefully we may even have some information about the recent Apple new announcements we'll see you next week have a great week and a great Here at ACB Radio's main menu, we are always looking for feedback from our listeners. If you have any feedback about something that you have heard here on Main Menu, suggestions for things you would like to hear on future programs, or if you are able to record a product demonstration or interview for us, please get in contact with us by sending an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also get in contact with us via Twitter. Our Twitter page is at www.twitter.com slash mainmenu, or you can follow at mainmenu with your favorite Twitter client. Finally, all of our contact information, past shows, and more can be found on our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Thank you for listening to Main Menu, and we look forward to hearing from you with your thoughts about our program.
I'm going to spend a little time here going over some of the narrator stuff in Windows 10 so you can get an idea of some of the changes that have been made in narrator for Windows 10 to this point. And so I'm going to go into the narrator settings. Narrator settings window. Minimize this window and return to your app button. All right. And I'm going to tab over here to the beginning of the, the narrator menu. Exit narrator. Help. Press any key on the keyboard to hear the name of that key. Press caps lock plus F1 to review the full set of narrator commands. Press the tab key to navigate through the options. Press caps lock and ESC to exit narrator. Alright, so I'm sitting where basically now it's just like I just turned narrator on and I haven't had it on before and I can go A S D F R E W Q J K L semicolon P. Okay, and whatever key I hit, it's going to say that key. General, change how narrator starts and other standard settings button. Okay, so let's see what happens if we go into general. Space, general, change how narrator starts and other standard settings disabled. Tab. Check your characters as you type checkbox, alt plus C. All right, so I have it checked to say characters and as I type them. Check your words, you type checkbox, alt plus W. And I don't have that checked because I don't want it to also say words as I type them. I just want to hear the characters. Check read out voice narrator errors checkbox, alt plus R. And I could do that. Unchecked. Checked. Alright, and you notice it does say checked or not checked, so it is letting us know. And we do have it checked to read out narrator error messages. Checked highlight cursor checkbox, alt plus H. Check play audio cues checkbox, alt plus P. Okay, it'll play audio cues for us. Check red UI hints and tips checkbox, alt plus U. Check lower the volume of other apps when narrator is running checkbox, alt plus A. We can lower the volume of other applications, uh, like maybe uh, media player or anything like that. We can lower those when narrator is speaking. Retain notifications to be read for 30 seconds. Editable combo box. We can Alt plus choose F. how Collapsed. long we want to be able to keep notifications up so that we can reread them. Control whether narrator starts when I sign in. Link. Okay. These are the things. This would be the link we would take if we want to set up narrator to come up when we first boot up the computer. Save changes to these settings button. Okay. We're not going to save changes. Discard changes button. Press any key on the keyboard to hear the name of that key. And Shift. we are going Discard changes. to go now. And uh, now that you saw some of that, let's let's go on through the rest of the choices here in the menus and the settings. General, change how narrator starts and right, standard settings. went setting. through general. Navigation, change how you interact with your PC using narrator button. Let's see what happens there. Space, navigation, change how you interact with your PC using narrator Uncheck read and interact with the screen using the mouse checkbox, Alt plus R. Okay, we do not have it checked to move around the screen with the mouse. Uncheck activate keys on the touch keyboard when you lift your finger. Checkbox, Alt plus F. So if I was using a touch screen like a tablet, for example, I could turn NVDA on so that it would speak things as I have touched them and remove my finger. Check narrator cursor follows keyboard focus checkbox, Alt plus K. Check enable the text insertion point to follow the narrator cursor checkbox, Alt plus I. Okay, so we're telling it what we want to follow what. Select the narrator cursor movement mode, normal, 
editable combo box, Alt plus C, collapsed. Say changes to these settings, button. Okay, we're not going to say changes. Press any key on the key, general, All change right. how, na navigation, change how you... Okay, so we've been through general and navigation, and you kind of saw what that was all about. Voice, change the speed, pitch, or volume of the current voice, or choose a new voice, button. All right, we can change voices, we can set the voice settings, like volume, pitch, speed, or change, like I say, change to different voice. Commands, create your own keyboard commands, button. Okay, this is really kind of new and neat and narrator is the ability to go beyond the speech commands in narrator and create your own commands. And I have not had a chance to play with this. I think it'll be interesting to see uh, how many people may do that and what kind of things they are able to do with that. But uh, the ability is there to create additional commands of your own that you want to use with Narrator. Alright, what I want to do right now is let you listen to some of the basic Narrator commands. And so to do that, to listen to the basic Narrator commands, I can hold down the caps lock and hit F1 and we're going to do that now. Caps lock. Search all commands window, search box, editing. Stop reading, control do primary action, caps lock plus space move to next item, caps lock plus right arrow move to previous item, caps lock plus left arrow change view, caps lock plus up arrow change view, caps lock plus down arrow show commands list, caps lock plus F1 show commands for current item, caps lock plus F2 toggle search mode, caps lock plus enter start reading, caps lock plus M change verbosity mode, caps lock plus A exit narrator, caps lock plus escape lock narrator key, caps lock. Plus Z pass keys to application, caps lock plus X toggle character reading, caps lock plus F12 repeat phrase, caps lock plus V increase voice volume, caps lock plus page up decrease voice volume, caps lock plus page down increase voice speed, caps lock plus plus decrease voice speed, caps lock plus minus read item, caps lock plus D read item advanced, caps lock plus F read item spelled out, caps lock plus S read window, caps lock plus W read all items in containing area, caps lock plus R toggle. Mouse mode. Caps lock plus number lock move to last item in containing area. Caps lock plus Q move narrator cursor to system cursor. Caps lock plus G move narrator cursor to pointer. Caps lock plus T set focus to item. Caps lock plus tilde go back one item. Caps lock plus backspace jump to linked item. Caps lock plus insert read current row header. Caps lock plus F10 read current column header. Caps lock plus F9 read current row. Caps lock plus F8 read current column. Caps lock plus F7 read which row and column narrator is in. Caps lock plus F5 jump to table cell. Caps lock plus F6 jump to cell contents. Shift plus caps lock plus F6 read text from star to cursor. Caps lock plus close square bracket read text attributes. Caps lock plus zero read document. Caps lock plus H read current page. Control plus caps lock plus U read next page. Caps lock plus U read previous page. Shift plus caps lock plus U read current paragraph. Control plus caps lock plus I read next paragraph. Caps lock plus I read previous paragraph. Shift plus caps lock plus I read current line. Control plus caps lock plus O read next line. Caps lock plus O read previous line. Shift plus caps lock plus O read current word. Control plus caps lock plus P read next word. Caps lock plus P read previous word. Shift plus caps lock plus P read current character. Control plus caps lock plus open square bracket read next character. Caps lock plus open square bracket read previous character. Shift plus caps lock plus open. Square bracket move to beginning of text. Caps lock plus Y move to end of text. 
caps lock plus B jump to next heading, caps lock plus J jump to previous heading, shift plus caps lock plus J jump to next table, caps lock plus K jump to previous table, shift plus caps lock plus K jump to next link, caps lock plus L jump to previous link, shift plus caps lock plus L read current time and date, caps lock plus C jump to next cell in row, caps lock plus F3 jump to previous cell in row, shift plus caps lock plus F3 jump to next cell in column, caps lock plus F4 jump to previous cell in column, shift plus caps lock plus F4 give negative feedback, caps lock plus E, press E once to send a frown and twice to launch the feedback dialog, give positive feedback, shift plus caps lock plus E navigate to parent, control plus caps lock plus up arrow navigate to next sibling, control plus caps lock plus right arrow navigate to previous sibling, control plus caps lock plus left arrow navigate to first child, control plus caps lock plus down arrow. Okay, so there is the complete list of the narrator commands as they come with the current preview release of Windows 10, and I'd say uh, that's quite a uh, quite a bit of commands. It's a whole lot more than we we've ever had with narrator. I think you would have to agree. I mean, there's commands there with it will let you, would definitely let you, you read a spreadsheet, uh, read the columns and the rows and the spreadsheet, you know, skip to a column, skip to a, to another cell, uh, move from one cell to the other, read another cell and, and just all kinds of things. Go to, to the beginning of the document, read from beginning to document to where you are, all kinds of stuff. Uh, the narrator program is really becoming quite a, a, a bit more powerful of a program. So it is something I think that uh, we're getting to a point that a person could pretty well rely on it for, for some uh, basic computing and uh, maybe even some uh, fairly, uh, fair, fairly complicated computing depending on what the person needed to do. Well, that's all I'm going to do on this introduction to Windows 10 as far as Narrator goes, but we'll talk about it more perhaps in the future, and uh, that I think at least gives you a pretty good introduction to where Narrator stands here at the beginning of Windows 10. All right, we're going to now look at more of Windows 10, and I have changed screen readers, and I have brought up the current just-released version of NVDA, which is version 2015 release 2, just released on the 14th of June. And let's start at the desktop. And so start I'm window, gonna, desktop list, Google Docs 5 of 19. And I'm using my normal Windows command to get there, Windows D. I can also use Windows M, which probably more of you are more familiar with than you are with Windows D, but both will get you there. And just a hint that sometimes when you do Windows D, you may get there, but the system isn't truly sure that you're there so if you want to just verify and make sure that it's there you might do a Windows M. Most of the time it works fine to do Windows D but if you're not absolutely sure then do a Windows M 
with that and then you'll for sure have focus there on the desktop now just to let you know unlike with windows 8 for those of you who have used windows 8 in windows 8 you know that when you boot it up unless you would change things around in your configuration for startup of windows you came up to the start screen in windows 10 the default is to come up to the desktop so if i were to reboot this computer i would come up to the desktop right off the bat and so we are at the desktop here and i'm just going to arrow around to give you an idea see that we are indeed there google drive 6 of 19 google sheets 7 of 19 super anti-spyware free edition 14 of 19 quicktime player 13 of 9 nvda 12 of 19 malware abides anti-malware kurtzwall 1010 of 19 launch system access dash shortcut 17 of 19 microsoft onedrive 18 of 19 okay that just gives you an idea that we have the typical desktop there and you can see that i already have quite a few icons there i've got 19 icons there so far uh, i have not put the icons there yet for office and um as i said in the intro the office that we will be using when we do a few things in microsoft office will be office 2016 preview and so you're going to get to see a little bit of that and see how well that works and we're going to do maybe just a teeny bit of that uh, with our introduction here to windows 10 just so you get an idea of how nicely that's working and how it works and uh, how well it works and what i'm seeing so far with windows 2016 preview which actually will not release the microsoft is saying until october is accessibility and using windows 2016 is actually going to work quite a bit better than office 2013 did as far as accessibility when it was first released and i think that's pretty encouraging considering we're quite a few months out before that actually happens yet so at this point what i want to do is i want to talk about the start menu that's what has been concerning a lot of people particularly those people who have stayed at windows 7 after hearing some of the horror stories about the start menu and what you could do and couldn't do and how difficult it might be to do in Windows 8. I think you're going to be kind of in, pretty impressed with what we can do with Windows 10. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start out by introducing you to the new start menu for Windows 10. And we're going to do that by just going right here and hitting the Windows key and going to our start menu. Search window. Search box edit. Blank. Well, isn't that what we had been hearing when we were using Windows 7? It sure was and uh, we are now in the search box and it is the same kind of search box that we had in windows 7 and if i now hit my down arrow start window account picture for owner button okay so if you uh, wanted to you could put a picture in there so it'd have a beautiful picture of you uh, as the user of this machine we're going to go on down. Places list. File Explorer not selected. Okay, it says Places, and it says File Explorer not selected. And really what we're getting here is a list of a couple of the last things that I used. Settings not selected. And Settings, that was another thing I used 
pretty recently. That was probably the next to the last thing that I used, and File Explorer was the last thing that I used. And let's tell you about a change in Windows 10. And I think it's kind of funny myself. After how many years of of DOS and Windows and the control panel, we no longer have a control panel. We now have settings. Yes, our control panel has basically gone away, and now what was control panel is now settings. Sounds kind of logical, perhaps, you know. If I want to go change some settings, I would probably go to settings. All right, and we'll take a look at settings uh, at another time. Right now, we're just going to go ahead and go on down our start menu. Power button. Oh, there, okay, there's the power button where I could um, do some things with the power. We're not going to do that right now. All apps button. Now, this is where it gets interesting. We have an all apps button. And I if I hit spacebar on that. All apps list. 3D builder not selected. There are two things that I can do here. If I go straight on down my list. Access 2016 preview not selected. Acrobat reader DC not selected. Alarms and clock not selected. Apple software update not selected. Alphabetically, I'm going through every program that you have on this system. That means I can actually just go down this list until I find what I'm looking for, hit enter, and off we go. Audacity not selected. Calculator not selected. Calendar not selected. Camera not selected. Contact support not selected. Documents not selected. Excel 2016 preview not selected. Food and drink not selected. FS Reader 3.0 folder collapse not selected. Games not selected. Get started not selected. Google Drive folder collapse not selected. Health and fitness not selected. Insider Hub not selected. Java folder collapse not selected. JAWS 16.0 folder collapse not selected. Kurzweil Educational Systems folder collapse not selected. not selected. Malware Abitsetai-Malware folder collapse maps not selected. Microsoft Office 2016 Tools Preview folder collapse not selected. And you'll notice that on a lot of these, instead of it's actually saying the program, it's saying the folder. So that I could go to that folder and then start look for what I wanted to find. Uh, it, these... It's not going to start an application, but it's going to put you in the folder for that particular thing that you just hit enter on. Microsoft OneDrive not selected. Microsoft Silverlight folder collapse not selected. Microsoft Solitaire collection not selected. Microsoft Solitaire collection preview not selected. Money not selected. Music not selected. Okay, money. Uh, now, we just passed that. Money is one of those apps that is one of the modern apps for Windows 10. And... Um, that uh, I have not looked at. Uh, it should work fine. It did in Windows 8.1, and you should be okay with that. Music preview not selected. Network data not selected. News not selected. Nuance folder collapse not selected. NVDA folder collapse not selected. OneDrive not selected. OneNote not selected. OneNote 2016 preview not selected. Okay, there again, we're in, well, there's one of the Microsoft Office programs. Outlook 2016 preview not selected. Well, there's Outlook 2016, and we're going to take a little look at Outlook 2016. People not selected. Photos not selected. But as you can see, you go down the Start menu, and you're going to go through every program. Now, let's go on down, and I'm going to go through these rather quickly, and see what happens when you get to the end of your list. Pictures not selected. PowerPoint Project Spartan. Publisher 2006. QuickTime folder collapse not selected. Reader not selected. 
Beating list not selected. Scan not selected. Search not selected. Settings not selected. Sports not selected. Store not selected. Store left paren beta right paren not selected. Super anti spyware. Video not selected. Video preview not selected. Video land fold. Voice recorder not selected. Weather not selected. Window dash eyes folder collapsed. Windows accessories folder collapsed. Windows administrator tools folder. Windows ease of access folder. Windows feedback not selected. Windows media player not Windows system folder collapsed. Word 2016 preview. Xbox not selected. Back button. Exit all apps button. Search window. Search box edit. Blank. Desktop list. Microsoft OneDrive 18 of 19. Okay, so that's what I wanted you to see. If you go through the whole list and you haven't found what you want, or you just wanted to go through the whole list, you get to the end of the list and you exit out of uh, the list of all of the programs and folders and get put right back on the desktop. So that is, I think, really pretty nice because uh, that means um, I can just keep searching and if I get back to the desktop and I haven't found what I'm looking for, then it's not on this computer. <laughs> you you can just be guaranteed. If you get to the end of that list and it's not on, in that list, it's not on this computer, you haven't got it installed on, on this computer, that's for sure. Okay, now I'm going to go back to the start menu. Search window. Search box edit. And Blank. I'm back in my search window again. And I'm going to go back down to all apps. Start window. Account picture for owner button. Places list. Settings not selected. Power button. All apps button. And there's my all apps button. I'm going to hit spacebar again. Back button. Exit all apps. All apps list. 3D builder not selected. All right. This time I'm going to hit a right arrow. Start apps list. Life at a glance group header list. And guess what I just did? I just went from my list into, yes, the start screen. Play on Explorer group header list. Music row one, column one. And there's music. Life at a glance group header list. Mail row one, column three. Calendar row one, column one. Life at a glance group header list. Calendar row one, co photos row three, column one. People row five, column one. Store left, paren, data right, paren, row seven, column one. All right. And so there, if we went there uh, to, if we, at the all apps, once we hit the all apps button, if we hit a right arrow, instead of going down our list of apps, we're going to go into the start screen. And the chances are you're probably not going to go there very often unless there's something that's there that you really want and, and, and figure maybe you can get there easier that way. All right, I'm going to go down. Search window. Search box edit blank. Blank. Desktop list. OneDrive 19 of 19. OneDrive 19 of 19. And I went back to basically the bottom corner of my start screen, and I was get, able to get back out to the desktop. All right, so that's your that's your start menu and your start screen. Probably for most of us, we're going to spend our time, anytime we need the list of all the programs, we're going right, to go right down the start menu, just like we did in Windows 7 and was Windows Vista and XP even, we could go get into our list of programs and go down until we find found what we wanted and go into the folder or launch the program. And so that's back and that's going to make things a whole lot easier. And as you can see, it really works well. Uh, it, it, it makes life 10 times easier for I think just about anybody, and certainly makes you feel a whole lot more comfortable about what's happening and that you can get to where you need to get to uh, a whole lot easier. Now we can search window, search box, go to the search blank. window, and now I'm using NVDA, and um, at this point when I type into the search window, I don't hear what I'm typing. 
uh, in the in this current release. There will be a, another release of NVDA very soon where that problem is fixed, but with this particular release, it is typing in, and you certainly can use the search, and I'm going to show you that right now, but uh, when I'm typing here, right at this second, you're not going to hear it, and I'm going to type O-U-T-L-O-O-K space, all right, and I'm going to hit my down arrow. Outlook junk message, one dot docs. Outlook 2013 shortcut keys. Outlook 365. Outlook 2013 outlook junk message, one outlook 2016 preview. Okay, so it did the search just fine. There's an Outlook 2016 preview. And so as you can see, the search works quite well. So if you're used to using this search for getting into programs, launching programs in Windows 7, that certainly does work. And if you have gotten used to that, it's there. It works just fine. And uh, let's hit enter and see what happens. Unknown. Inbox dash David Tanner 100 at gmail.com dash outlook preview. Table waiting for outlook dialog. Inbox dash David Tanner 100 at gmail.com dash outlook preview. Table view table. Group by colon. Expanded colon. Date colon. Yesterday grouping expanded row three column one. From Andre Van Deventer. Subject left bracket EBT right bracket FW colon. Left bracket blind right bracket can do colon. Press release. Received Tuesday three colon 15 a.m. Size 13 kilobytes. Row four column one. Okay. And as you can see, uh, outlook 2016 came up and uh, read everything to us, and I'm going to see if I can go up to the top here. Group by colon, expanded. From Andre Van Deventer, subject left bracket. Okay. Now that I'm there, I can uh, go ahead and hit Left bracket, enter. I devices, right bracket, lovely dash, the smart wearable sex toy for couples, bar indigago dash, message, left parent lane, text, right parent. Dialog for my devices less items dash bounces at get to a fourth of blend.com greater on behalf of Terry Arnold via my devices less items at get to a fourth of blend.com. Okay, and you can see that the is reading messages just fine. I'm gonna hit escape inbox dash David Tanner 100 at gmail.com group by colon expanded colon date colon yesterday group and we are doing just fine there in Outlook. I'm gonna alt F4 out of that right now. Desktop list just one drive you to 19 see of that that your search is working quite well and uh, email is working just fine. Now, I'm going to say that it's working just fine with uh, Windows 10 and the 2016 preview of Outlook is working great using NVDA. Uh, it is working fine using Narrate. It is working pretty well using Windowize 9.1. Uh, I have just today tried it with the current version of JAWS, uh, which is version 16, build 2300, and I'm forgetting the last two numbers, but the current release as of June 17th, and it's working in Outlook 2016, but it doesn't always work the way it should, and sometimes it reads messages, and sometimes you can't get it to read messages. So at this point, I would say probably if you wanted to use Windows 10 today and the Office 2016 preview to read email and respond to email and do so feeling like uh, that you could do it without having any real problems, you're probably going to want to use either the current release of NVDA 
or the Windowize 9.1 current release. And I'm using Windowize 9.1 uh, Windowize for Office, and it is working quite nicely. Uh, also with Outlook and reading and responding to emails, and I'm not having any serious problems actually with uh, Windows 10. Uh, the start menu works just as well with Windows 10 as it did there with NVDA, although it responds just a teeny bit slower, and but not significantly slower. It is pretty responsive, and I think um, I think you could say that most of the things you might want to do with um, Office as far as Word, Excel, and Outlook at least, those are the ones that I've tested and and have worked with some are working actually pretty well now okay start menu we 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 know now what our start menu is like we know it works pretty good and looks pretty good one of the other things that is new in windows 10 is something called uh, edge which includes project spartan which is a new web browser for windows 10 and then there is also Cortana, which is Microsoft's intro, introducing in Windows 10, which is Microsoft's response to Siri for iOS. And um, unfortunately, that is not working yet with NVDA. It is not working yet with Windowize or JAWS. Uh, if you want to try out the Project Spartan web browser I have tried it with narrator it does work and it works pretty nice actually if you really want to get into that that's the way you need to do that so far uh, they're working on that right now at NVDA and I'm guessing based on what I'm seeing in the mailing list for NVDA uh, and so forth that I would guess by the time Windows 10 comes out at the end of July, that probably is going to be working fairly well for you with NVDA. I don't want to speak for the other folks. Uh, I haven't seen anything in particular from anybody else about what they're doing with that. I'm sure they're working on it. But at this point, in the middle of June, um, ne neither... Windowize, NVDA, or JAWS are working with Project Spartan or with Cortana. So those are things that if you want to do any playing with them with Windows 10 at this point, you'll need to use Narrate. All right. And um, I'm getting kind of anxious to see how this Cortana is going to work out with Siri, but we'll we'll see that soon enough, I'm sure. All right. We're back at the desktop. So wanted to tell you that about the edge stuff uh, the project Spartan particularly uh, because Windows 10 when you come up with Windows 10 originally uh, unless you go in and change it and you're reading an email let's say uh, and you hit enter on a link it's going to take you into project Spartan and you're not going to be able to do anything with it all right so the way we get around that is we go to settings and we go to default programs and there you can can change that uh, default program for launching your web browser 
to be Internet Explorer. And Internet Explorer 11 is installed and working very nicely on your Windows 10. And one of the ways I kind of like to get to Internet Explorer and make sure it's the one that I can use real well, I'm on the desktop and I'm going to tab. Start list selected. Search button. Task view button. Running applications toolbar. Project Spartan button. Okay. And now I'm going to arrow. File Explorer button. Store left paren beta right paren button. Internet Explorer button. There's the Internet Explorer button and I'll hit spacebar. Space. Internet Explorer. HTD. Search combo box editable. Blank. Google document. And... I'm up in the Internet Explorer. Search landmark Google. I'm feeling stellar button. Install Google Chrome link. 130th anniversary of France delivering the Statue of Liberty to the share link. We live the creation of the Statue of Liberty link. Privacy link. Terms link. Settings button collapsed. Okay, so as you can see, uh, Internet Explorer 11 is working very nicely. Uh, and uh, on this computer, it is working very, very well, but this is a... a Pretty fast computer. Main folder view list. OneDrive 19 of 19. And we are now back at the desktop. Welcome to another Apple Watch feature demo. And in this demonstration, I want to give you a quick look at the calendar app on your Apple Watch. So first of all, let me tap on my watch screen to wake it up. 2212. And I'm going to press the digital crown to go to my home screen. Home. Clock. And on the particular arrangement on my home screen of my Apple Watch, I'm going to flick to the left to get to the calendar app. Mail. Activity. Double post. Passport. Weather. Trip you. Twitterific. Alarm. Phone. Calendar. And keep in mind you're going to hear an app there that is not in the default apps because I've installed a few apps on my Apple Watch and in particular for example there was the double post app for posting to Twitter and Facebook. Anyway let me double tap on calendar to go into it. Now once done it's gone straight into today view so I'll touch the top of the screen today. Back button. and if I flick to the right convention Gold Coast QLD Australia from 13 to 14 Okay, that's an appointment for the conference today. Inspire, create, share, 2015 and Australia. that's another appointment for all day for the conference. Caputo, from 15 to 16. Button. Okay, that was an appointment from 1500 hours to 1600 hours from 3 to 4 this afternoon for karate. Okay, and that's all we have for the moment in day view. So, I'll touch the top left hand side. Today. And double tap on the today back button and it doesn't really go anywhere. May, May. Just goes back to the main screen on May. And if I flick to the right monthly calendar, today's date is the second of May. Double tap to view today's events. Double tap to view day's events. Keeping in mind that the calendar on the Apple Watch only goes from today's date forward seven days, and that's it. Can do is change the today view to a list view for the seven days. So if I flick back to monthly calendar, today's date is the second of May. Double tap to view today's events. To view today's events, double tap on that. Monthly calendar today. Back button. Can I do a force touch on the screen with one finger holding down? List button. Okay, it pops up and focuses on a list button. And if I double tap on that one, that's towards the top of the screen. Back button. I'll now change it from the today view, as in just today. 
to a seven day week view. So if I flick to the right. Today, heading. Okay, today heading. Inspire, create. Okay, conference, convention, conference, karate. Sunday the 3rd of May. Here's Sunday heading. the 3rd of May. Convention, Gold Convention Coast. again. Monday the 4th of May. Monday the heading. 4th of May. Pre-recording talking tech and show notes for Vision Australia Radio. 9, 13, calendar. Pre-recording talking tech for Vision Australia Radio. And that's on the general calendar on my iPhone. The previous entries on Saturday and Sunday, they were coming off the family sharing calendar. So I flip to the right again. Team meeting, 9, 10, family. Okay, and that said family, that's the family sharing calendar. And that's a team meeting that my wife has to attend on Monday. So I flip to the right. Work, okay, that's my wife's work. <laughs> and my wife had to write that down very quickly. It's supposed to say the air conditioning guy is actually visiting on Monday from 10 to 11. And flip to the right again. Karate, Owen. Karate class martial arts for Owen, my other son. And what you can do, you can actually double tap and go into one of these entries. So if I double tap on that one for karate. Monday the 4th of May. Back button. Okay, flip to the right. Karate Owen, 16, 30, 17. That goes from 16.30 to 17.30, as in 4.30 to 5.30. Flick to the right. Calendar. Heading. Family. And tells you what calendar it's from, which is family. Repeats. Heading. And repeats. Event will occur every week. Event will occur every week. And that's it. Now, if I do a force touch on the screen now, and figure to hold down. Directions. Button. Because this has got the address in the calendar entry, I can double tap on directions and get directions to karate as well. So let me actually press the digital counter come out of directions because I don't need directions. Monday the fourth of May. Back button. Okay, it's back to the Monday the fourth of May. Double tap on the back button. Back button. Back button. And I flick to the right. Today. Heading. I've gone back up the top to today. And you can also scroll through the seven day view as well. So if I do a two finger swipe up. Rose two to four of twenty three. Okay, so if I want to get to down to the bottom quickly. Rose 9 to, Rose 11, Rose 14 to 6, Rose 16, Rose 19 to, Rose 20, Rose 21 to 23 of 23, Rose 22 to 23 of 23. Okay, touch the bottom of the screen. Band practice, 15, 16, family. Okay, so it's family calendar and that was for my son's band practice from 1500 hours to 1600 hours, as in 3 to 4. And I'll flip back one more. Friday the 8th of May. I can tell it's the Friday the 8th of May. So again, I can scroll back up the top quickly. Two fingers scroll down. And I'm back. Flick to the right. Today, heading. If I go back, back button. and double tap on the back button again, May, May. I'm back at this initial screen about May, current month. Monthly calendar. Today's date is the 2nd of May. Monthly calendar. Today's date double is the 2nd of May. Go back into it again. Monthly calendar. And then if I flick to the right, I'm still in the week view. And again, I could force touch and go back into the dialogue. And the list button is now going to say day. Double tap on that button and it puts me back in just to, to day view. I actually quite like having the full seven days there to have a look at. I just want to show you the other two places where you can access your calendar. And then we'll try and do an appointment with the calendar just using Siri. So I'm going to press the digital crown once. Home. Calendar. Press it again. Clock. In the middle for the clock app. Press it again. Clock face. 
Okay, back to the clock face. And now I'm using the modular clock face. So on this clock face, I've left the 22. calendar in the middle. So I touch the middle of my screen. 1300 hours to 1400 hours. Convention, Gold Coast, QLD, Australia. And I can double tap to view in the calendar. The other way to have a look at what's coming up in your calendar is of course to go to glances. And you get to glances on the clock face by doing a two finger swipe up. Settings. Okay, so I'm in the settings glance. Now I'm going to do a two finger swipe to the left to move right to get to my calendar glance. Now playing, page two of nine. It's now playing. Battery, page three of nine. It's battery. Activity, page That's four of activity. nine. activity. Calendar, page six of and nine. And here's the calendar. So touch the top of the screen. Saturday. Okay, it says Saturday. Swipe Click to the right. To a two. two, as in the second. Okay, and the same thing, it's giving me the next current or future appointment, and that's that current one. And of course, if I double tapped, it would also take me into the calendar. Okay, I'm going to press the digital counter come out. And I've come out of the glance back to the clock face. I'm going to put an appointment in using Siri. Otherwise, you have to use your iPhone to put appointments in. So I'm going to make an appointment for today at... 11 p.m. to see the dentist. I'm going to hold the digital crown in. Make a dentist appointment for 11 p.m. today. It's on your calendar for today. Open calendar. Calendar. Back button. Flick to the right. Today. Heading. Today. Inspire. Create. Okay. Inspire. Convention. Convention. Computer. Dentist. And there's a dentist. A nice quick way to put in a calendar entry so that completes this demo of a bit of a play around with the calendar app on the apple watch and as always thanks for listening and bye for now welcome to another apple watch feature demonstration and in this demonstration i'm going to show you how you can both read mail on your apple watch and reply to mail, not using your Apple Watch, but using handoff over to your iPhone to reply to a mail message. First of all, let's go and read some mail. So I'm gonna do a one finger touch on my Apple Watch screen to wake it up. And I'm gonna press the digital crown once to go to my main home screen. And I'm gonna flip back to the left for mail. And one finger double tap on mail. Okay, now I happen to know that there's a person that sent me a mail message this evening to ask them, can I talk on a radio station this Saturday? So I'm going to touch the top left-hand side of the screen. All inboxes. And I'm currently displaying all inboxes, so one finger flick to the right. And red, iTunes store, your pre-order for the imitation game is now available. And red, Michael and Scott, re, app, and red, Peter Greco, re, May 2nd for radio interview, Saturday, 21:51. replied. Two messages in thread. Hi David, how are you? Okay for Saturday. Swipe okay, up or down so to select a customer. Okay for Saturday. One finger double tap. Thread two. Back button. Okay, and of course this has gone into the thread, so I flick to the right. And red, Peter Greco, re Mason for radio interview, Saturday. Twenty one fifty one. Hi David, how are you? Okay for Saturday. Yeah, so one finger Swipe double up tap to, to open up the message. Action. One of two. Back button. And if I flick to the right. Peter Greco. Bridge, 
Okay for Saturday. Best. Peter Greco. And so I want to reply to that message. So I grab my iPhone and go to my app switcher. That's where we find handoff apps. apps. Mail. Running. One finger double tap. Mail. One of two. Hi, David. Okay, and there's the mail message that I was just reading on my Apple Watch. How are you? Okay for Saturday. And I can reply. Compose. Button. Reply. Button. Alert. Reply. Button. Message body. Text field. And it's going to use Siri. Hi, Peter. Comma. No problem at all. Saturday sounds fine. Comma. Just let me know the approximate time again. Full stop. David. Think. Noted. Hi, Peter. No problem at all. Saturday sounds fine. Just let me know the approximate time again. David. Inserted. Hi, Peter. No problem at all. Okay. And I want to send it. Cancel. Re. May set. Send. Button. And finger double tap. One of two. Reply. Button. Okay, I'm just going to press my home button, come out of my mail app. Double tap to open. And if I put that down, let's see what my Apple Watch says to say if it says replied or not. So I wake my Apple Watch up by tapping on the screen. Now because I'm using mail last, I should be able to just now press the digital crown twice to jump straight to mail. Mail. One of two. Back button. Still on the mail message. Double tap on Thread the back. So it's actually changed the state to replied, which is great. I'm going to keep that message. I'm going to delete the earlier one. So I'm going to flick to the right. Peter Greco, May 2nd for radio interview, Saturday, Friday, replied. Hi David, great as always to hear from. If I use the one finger flick up and down for actionable items. More. Trash. And if I double tap on trash, What's going to happen at the moment is that's not going to work currently in the release of the current Apple Watch software. Because if I flick back to the left Peter Greco, and back to the right, Peter Greco, May 2nd for radio interview, Saturday. Okay, it's actually still there. So to get rid of it, I actually need to go into the actual message. Two two. Back button. That says two or two, so I know I'm in the right one. And I'm going to do a force touch, so I hold one finger down the screen and press down. And now what I've got Button. is flag. Unread. Button. Okay, mark it as unread. Trash. Button. Or trash it. So I'm going to trash it. One finger double tap. Tra thread. Thread. Two. Back button. Okay, and one finger double tap thread. to go back. All inboxes. Unread. iTunes store. Your pre-order for the invitation. Then if I flick to the right. Unread. Michael and Scott. Re. Peter Greco. Re. May 2nd for radio interview. Saturday. Yesterday. Replied. I've now only got one message, so it's come out of a thread sequence and back to a single message now. Now, if I try and use Siri to send a new mail message, let's see what happens. I'm going to hold in my digital crown. Send new mail message. I can help you compose an email on your iPhone. Use handoff. I can help you compose a new email on your iPhone. Use handoff. Okay, so let me grab my iPhone. Okay, and if I touch my screen and flick to the right, Siri. Button. there's a button called double tap Siri. To continue using app. So double tap to continue using app. Passcode field. You'll need to unlock your iPhone first. <laughs> You'll need to unlock your iPhone first. Thank you, Siri. Okay, touch ID. 
would you like to send this message? David Woodbridge. Which email address for David Woodbridge? David Woodbridge, tattoo edit. Which email address? David.woodbridge at Vision Australia. What's the subject of the email? Testing sending an email from my Apple Watch via the iPhone. What would you like your email to say? Hi David, comma, this is a test from yourself to yourself to see how this works with Siri using the Apple Watch via the iPhone to send new mail messages. Full stop, David. Okay, David. Here's your email message to David Woodbridge, titled, Testing Sending an Email from My Apple Watch or Via the iPhone. It says, Hi David, this is a test from yourself to yourself to see how this works with Siri using the Apple Watch via the iPhone to send new mail messages. David, are you ready to send it? Yes. Okay, I'll send it. And come back to my Apple Watch. Zero twelve. And press my digital crown twice. Mail. All inboxes. Again to mail. And touch the top of the screen. All inboxes. And flick to the right. And read. David Woodbridge. Testing sending an email from my Apple Watch or via the iPhone. Zero. Twelve. Hi David. This is a test from yourself. Swipe up or double to I'm going to double tap to go into it. Back button. Flick to the right. David Woodbridge. Two. David Woodbridge. Testing sending an email from my Apple Watch or via the iPhone. 1 slash 05 slash 2015. 0, 12. Hi David, this is a test from yourself to yourself to see how this works with Siri using the Apple Watch via the iPhone to send new mail messages. David, sent from my iPhone. Back button. One finger double tap. All inboxes. And I put my hand on my Apple Watch to turn it off. And that completes this demonstration of being able to read mail on your Apple Watch. Being able to reply to a message via handoff and also being able to send a new message via handoff, of course in this case using Siri. And as usual, thanks for listening and bye for now. Is there a product that you use in your daily life that you think other Main Menu listeners should know about? Is this something we have not yet covered on Main Menu? Do you have the ability to record a high-quality demonstration for us that will be beneficial to the rest of our listeners? If the answer to these questions is yes, then we encourage you to submit content to our program. To begin, first contact us by email at mainmenu at acbradio.org to ensure that we have not already covered or are currently working on coverage of your product. If we have not covered this product, you may record your demo and submit it to us through any method that works for you. We will soon be in contact with you to give you any feedback on your segment and let you know when it will air. If you have questions on this process, please get in contact with us. Listener contributions to the show are very important here at Main Menu, and we hope to hear your voice on the show soon. to thank you for being with us this week here on Main Menu and hope you'll join us back here again next week on Main Menu. You have a great week and we'll see you soon here on Main Menu.